Hola. Is that offensive when a white dude says hola and gracias and such, or do you like it? No, not at all. If you really mean it, if you're not saying it sarcastically or anything, you really want to say hello or you really want to say thank you, nah, go for it. I mean it then. Hola, senor. Yeah. Excited to have Eric Surveillon back here. Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yes, really glad to have you. So I wrote an op-ed piece to the Omar Ward Herald, which they published on the 17th. And I told them, hey, the city council had a choice to help representation in Omaha. At the end of the day, they didn't. Here's why it matters. And here are the things that they can do to solve the problem. So I wrote that and I really intended that to be my last, okay, I'm just going to say my piece and back to work, right? But then again, with the Latino community, the anger didn't subside. You have that after every election, you have people upset or the other guy or gal didn't win, they're upset, da, 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 but it dies down eventually. This is not dying down. Like even today, I'm having so many conversations that are, Latinos are telling me the time is now for proper representation. They're telling me, Eric, please keep the fire going, please. And talk to any reporter to talk to you. Talk to, if you want to, like a podcast. And yes. thank you so much for bringing me on, right? Happy to do um, it. With this energy, I don't want to just be sour grapes. I don't want to just let people think that, oh, you're just being a sore loser. Get on with your life. So I'm trying to get away from the city council of it all and turn this energy into voter registration, civic engagement, letting people know, hey, your voice matters because there is a history of disenfranchisement and not just in Latino community, in South Omaha has an abysmal record of voting compared to the other district or areas in Omaha. You gotta get out there and get engaged and you do have a voice. So that's what I wanna turn this energy into as to something productive. I'm a solutions oriented person and, and that's what I'm looking forward to doing whatever form that takes over this election season, over this next decade, over the rest of my life. I don't know yet, but I do want it to be sustainable and productive. Yeah. So yeah. what is the next step? What are you trying to formally organize to harness this? And thank you for that question. So I've been talking to, so LULAC National. So they are the League of United Latino American Citizens. And what LULAC does is if they're Latino rights organization and they've been talking to me they've been talking to elsa who does lulac nebraska like eric use this moment to start a lulac omaha chapter get a chapter that is nonpartisan. doesn't matter what party you are doesn't matter what class you're in left up and down doesn't matter start using this energy to start organizing a new omaha chapter which i'm very much leaning towards and start engaging the community in, again, like I mentioned, voter registration, recruiting uh, Latinos to run for office, reversing the disenfranchisement that's out there in South Omaha. And that part, not just for Latinos, everybody sure. should be involved. And so I think that's the energy using LULAC and leveraging them as an organization, because what I've been told and what they've been telling me is that they are very powerful on the East and West Coast. And they say, hey, now is the time to bring our energy and resources into the Midwest, what better time to do it than now? So yeah. that's what I'm towards. That's awesome. And just personally, what does representation mean to you? Why is it important to your yeah. community, especially, and then the broader South O conversation? Why does it matter? So it matters, and I'm gonna tell you a quick anecdote to illustrate why it matters. 
Every year I'm involved with an organization that raises dollars to do scholarships for dreamers to go to college. And then every year we bring a Latino leader from across the country to come do the keynote for the luncheon that we have to celebrate the scholarship recipients. And they're Latino leaders because I need, and this is aimed at high school and college Latino students. I need them to see examples of Latino leadership because if they can see that they can become like a, we brought an astronaut, we brought you know, politicians, we brought CEOs and stuff. If they see examples of that, they feel like they can become that, that they can strive and succeed and live that American dream that so many of us want to live, but they have to see it to be able to realize it. And that's why representation matters. That's why it's such a big deal, not just for the city council piece, but there could have been a whole swath of Latino youth that could have seen a Latino council member or Latina council member. And they could have been like, oh man, I can be that one day. And I think that's something anybody can relate to, regardless of race, regardless of religion, creed, caste, or any kind of identity. And that's why representation matters. And why don't you just give us a little bit about your background? I know the Latino community and the issues mean a lot to you. Did you grow up here, and how did you get active and involved in the community in the way you have? Yeah, so great question. So I was actually born in Los Angeles. My parents immigrated to California back in the 70s and 80s. They were actually fleeing the Salvadorian civil war that was going down in El Salvador at the time. And then we moved to Omaha back in 98. So I was the kid, I was like 11 when we moved to Omaha. So I spent my childhood in California, but then grew up in Omaha and Omaha is a hundred percent home. Went to Omaha Central, class level five, go Eagles, okay. uh, UNO for my bachelor's, for my master's. And actually I just started UNO for my PhD in public administration. Oh, wow. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, so, so, Thank you. Thank you. Big endeavor there. But going back, I also served 14 years in the Nebraska Army National Guard as a medic. And it was back in 2016, 2017, where I deployed as a flight medic to Afghanistan and saw some things that you see when you deploy to an area that's a war zone, a combat zone, especially as a flight medic. And I decided, hey, I served my country. Now I want to serve my community. So I came back. I started getting involved. I wasn't involved before that, but I got involved just volunteering for nonprofit groups that are out there in the community. And then I remember yeah, everything from sweeping, literally sweeping streets and helping with cleanups to now serving on different nonprofit boards. And through that engagement, I also started getting involved in politics. I started running for offices. I've been a mixed bag on success. And then after my latest run that I lost, I said, you know, I'm going to be done with politics for a while. This was uh, at the end of last year. And uh, I'm just going to focus on the PhD and the good work that I'm doing now. So I also serve as Vice President of Operations and Development for TriFaith Initiative. It's an intentional co-location of a synagogue, church, mosque, and interfaith center, the only of its kind in the United States, and it's here in Omaha, Nebraska. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah. And so, yeah. It's an interfaith education nonprofit. So I work there. So I'm like, I'll just focus on work. I'll focus on PhD and work and continuing my volunteer stuff. I was not intending to put my name in. I saw some names on there that I'm like, okay, yeah, those are cool candidates. Uh, I'm cool with them. Let them go for it and, and strive for it. And at the end of the day, we all know how the vote went down, and here we are. And then first and foremost, thank you for your service and sacrifice oh, and all you've you done. But getting to Palermo, when he was mm -hmm. in office before the scandal, did you have any particular opinion, any dealings with him, any sense of what the real thing going on was? Or were you just doing your thing and just 
whatever was happening. Just being involved in South Omaha, of course, I had a relationship with Palermo, and it was one of those where, yeah, he's a city councilman, and, and if I ever need a question on the city council, I would reach out to him and say, hey, where can I get an answer for this? We would run into each other. I'm a registered Democrat right now, and we would run each other at party functions, and, and that was just about it. I was busy volunteering for things and working and serving at the time, and that was just about it. When the whole PACE thing and the LPOA came came out, I was blown away. I okay. was like, what? Really? That happened? Come on, Vinny. And yeah, that took me super by surprise. And that's one of the things I've wondered just observing this. Was this something, yeah. oh, everybody knew this was a crooked thing or was it a shock? And that's an interesting perspective. I guess that's good, obviously. Yeah. And I've been surprised by how much news that's made even well outside of Omaha. It's a shame. And again, like I mentioned earlier, I really said that in 2023, focus on my job, focus on my volunteer stuff, focus on my PhD stuff. Incredible conversation. I want to have you Thank back you. with these other issues and really appreciate your candor. It's easy to talk about when you win and celebrate the winner. And I really think there's a lot to be gained from sharing when it doesn't go your way and how you can move forward. That was great stuff, man. Eric, survey on. Thank you very much. Tony, thank you so much for having me. Awesome.